Welcome to today's show on the Medicare Advantage. Today we're going to talk about marketing rules. Who makes these rules? Do they help you? Do they hurt you? And how do you keep up with them? The Medicare Advantage. Real talk by agents for agents. Now, here's your host, Darwin Hale. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Medicare Advantage. Real talk by agents for agents. Today, we're here with Alyssa Morris of Advocate Health. Welcome, Alyssa. Thanks, Darwin. Glad to be here. Well, thank you. So tell me, Alyssa, what is it that you do with um, Advocate Health? I'm the Compliance Officer for Advocate Health. I've been here just over 12 years. So over that time, I've gotten to wear a lot of different hats and take on a lot of different roles. So I've been a licensed insurance agent for just over 11 years. Well, today I was hoping we could talk a little bit about Medicare marketing rules. And uh, the first question I wanted to ask is just uh, what are the three choices you have when you when you come in to, say, turn 65 or qualify for Medicare? Yeah. So the three choices that you have are traditional original Medicare. That's your part A and part B uh, that you get through Social Security. Um, You then have the option of enrolling in a Medicare Advantage plan, which is offered by private insurance companies, or you can join a Medicare supplement plan, which is also a private health plan. And so is it right that there's actually a different set of rules around some of that? There are a lot of different rules around that. Um, And there's a lot of things that the general public and the aging in population needs to be aware of when they're approaching that Medicare age. Um, as far as enrollment periods, when they should enroll, uh, penalties for if they don't enroll at the correct time, so uh, and also ways that agents can market these products. There are many rules and regulations that they need to be aware of. Wow, so the rules really are different. Why do you think that there are different rules for, say, a Medicare Advantage plan versus a Medicare supplement? Obviously, being in compliance, um, The marketing rules and regulations surrounding those two products are of great importance to me and to our agents. Um, In my opinion, the bottom line is government involvement. Medicare Advantage plans are private health plans that are regulated and reimbursed by the federal government. Because the insurance companies have a set amount of Medicare funding each year to cover all of their members' health care expenses, they have these rules in place to try to keep costs down. So there's money involved. And when you combine money and government, you get more rules and regulations. Whereas with a Medicare supplement or a Medigap plan, as they're sometimes called, while those are also private health plans, they are not reimbursed by the government. So therefore, there is less restrictions and more freedom to market the plans. Hmm. I didn't know that. So a lot of times when people make rules, there was maybe something bad or wrong that happened and they, they tend to make a rule to, to prevent it again. Is, is any of that involved in these rules? Um, I actually think that plays a huge part in why these rules have come about. You know, generally with sales and any kind of sales, um, you have those salespeople that will bend the rules, sometimes even flat out break the rules. So ultimately, I think um, these regulations are in place to protect agents and members alike and to keep agents in check. Okay, and then who who is it that's uh, kind of in charge of those uh, compliance rules for Medicare? The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, as we know them, they set the rules for Medicare and in particular Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans. Um, They include marketing rules and even the agent compensation rates. So each year CMS releases the Medicare Marketing Guidelines Handbook, which outlines the rules for the current year. 
Hmm, okay. Well, so, um, you know, can you give me an example of what some of the differences are? You know, I got a, a nice flyer on my car the other day and I ended up uh, buying some pizza for lunch and uh, I got a good deal on it. So uh, it seems it seems like uh, that was OK. What are some of the differences between these two? Um, between Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplements, uh, the differences in marketing are almost everything. So from the very first initial touch point with a potential member, like you mentioned, getting a flyer on your car, to the enrollment periods or the lack thereof with Medicare supplements, um, even as granular as down to the foods you can serve at marketing events, how you can start a conversation, down to the signage you use and the language you use in your marketing materials. Uh, they really could not be more different. So there are so many restrictions with Medicare Advantage um, that it can almost seem like a very unlevel playing field to an agent. Hmm. I heard something about a scope of appointment or something. I'm not sure what it was, an SOA. Is, uh, what is that? So the scope of appointment form, or the SOA as agents call it, um, is kind of a, a tough subject for an agent. So this came about a few years ago um, as a way of documenting permission to talk to a beneficiary about Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plans. Now, mind you, you do not need a scope of appointment for a Medicare supplement. So again, that's a big difference between those two products. Um, but for Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans, agents need to document that that member is giving them explicit permission to talk about the different Medicare Advantage products. Um, it used to be a 48-hour rule where an agent would have to obtain a signed scope of appointment by a potential member uh, 48 hours prior to discussing any products with them. Now, CMS has lightened those rules to make it so that uh, you don't have to do the 48-hour rule. You just have to get it signed prior to presenting a Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plan. So then I could just cold call out of the phone book or whatever, get them to say they want to talk to me. And when I go see them, I could just get them to sign the form. So cold calling in itself is a dirty word in the Medicare Advantage world. Um, anytime we hear an agent talk about cold calling, we want to make it very clear um, that that is one of the biggest no-nos of marketing Medicare Advantage. You definitely cannot make any unsolicited contact, which includes cold calling for a Medicare Advantage plan. And it's very important that agents are well aware of that rule and also avoid any kind of bait and switch tactics where they might call about another product and roll it into a Medicare Advantage sale. So definitely no cold calling. So I can't call them, but I need to get them to sign a form before I can talk to them. That is correct. And so, again, that's part of where the certification that an agent goes through for Medicare Advantage goes into the, the rules regarding how you make that first initial contact. Um, and just to give you, you know, a real world example of um, something that happened in my own life when it comes to cold calling, you know, my own dad who aged into Medicare last year in April, um, he was cold called by an agent uh, for a Medicare supplement plan months before turning 65. So um, it kind of took him by surprise, but obviously seniors get inundated with mail and phone calls. And he ended up enrolling in the Medicare supplement with this agent who cold called him. Um, and when I offered to, you know, sit down with him and go over all of his options, his mind was really already made up and it was already swayed towards a Medicare supplement plan because of the discussions that he'd had with this agent. So again, um, whereas with Medicare Advantage, there are rules regarding when and how you can initiate that contact. 
in the Medicare supplement world, those rules don't exist. And so he was uh, swayed towards a Medicare supplement plan before Medicare Advantage even had a chance. Interesting. And and what about for original Medicare? Are there any rules around original Medicare or, you know, when you try to sell them that? Well, generally, agents aren't selling original Medicare because it's offered uh, based on their, you know, years of work history. Um, Part A is available if they've worked enough years, they get that for free. And then their Part B, they would have to initiate some kind of enrollment into Part B and pay the Part B premium. So agents aren't really selling that. But again, there are rules regarding when and how they enroll into original Medicare. They have to make sure that they do it at the right time so that they're not penalized down the road. So it's not automatic to be an original Medicare? Only if they're drawing Social Security is automatic. So um, a good example of that is somebody who's on Medicare due to disability. Maybe they're under age 65, but they're disabled. And if they've been disabled and receiving Social Security disability for 24 consecutive months, then they would be auto-enrolled in Medicare. But otherwise, um, if they're not drawing their Social Security, they would need to initiate enrollment into original Medicare. Hmm. Interesting. So if you're on Social Security, the government can put you on their plan. If you're going to be on the government plan and buy some more, they can cold call you. But if you want to be on the private company's plan and get your Medicare through them, you're not allowed to call them. And there's a whole bunch of other rules around it. Um, That's correct. And so, again, while Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplements are both offered by private insurance companies, uh, Medicare Advantage having that government involvement uh, in regards to being reimbursed by the Medicare program through the government, um, I think that makes the difference in how you can market those two plans. Thanks, Alyssa. That is great information. Let's take a break and get a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back shortly with more Medicare marketing rules. What would you want your job to be like? As soon as you can answer that question, then, well, hey, Advocate can help you find your niche. Are you interested in becoming a health and well-being advisor? Advocate Health Advisors has the answers that you are looking for. I have made more friends in this business than any other business I've had. People just like you have found their ways into this rewarding career. And we hope that we can introduce you to the benefits of becoming an Advocate Health Advisor. Advocate has seemed to continue to grow. And so, like I mentioned, I used to have one company with them. Now I have almost every company with them. If they weren't doing a good job, I wouldn't be doing that. There are many rewarding moments that you will have helping others, all while achieving the personal satisfaction of reaching your financial objectives. Happiest times are walking into a senior's house and hearing about when they were a kid. It's, it's, you walk out with such a full heart and you know that you made a difference for them too. If you do the right thing for people, the right time, the, the money or the rest of that stuff, it, it, it just comes. It follows. Some agents are leaving money on the table because they choose not to sell Medicare products. That's not us. We have the proven tools to help you not only grow your book of business, but retain it. Having Advocate and their tools and their resources, Advocate, you know, all their little emails, their phone calls, their their webinars. I mean, they're just so full of resources that you, you will find the area that you need to grow in and do just that with Advocate. Today, we're here with Alyssa Morris of Advocate Health. So Alyssa, are there any maybe improvements that you would make uh, based on your uh, many years in the business? If you got to be in charge and advise the uh, CMS people, uh, you know, what what kind of uh, considerations or improvements would you like to see? 
Oh, boy. As uh, as a compliance officer, you know, in talking to CMS, I imagine that would probably be a pretty interesting conversation. But um, ultimately, I think there needs to be a leveling of the playing field um, and really making it easier for seniors and Medicare eligibles out there to get that unbiased information. Um, so when it comes to Medicare supplements, I do think that there could be um, some more rules in place just to make it a little more even. And like I said, in the case of my dad, who was cold called and kind of swayed from the get-go, um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more opportunity to give him the options available to him. Yeah, so it seems like a, a fair set of rules or a level playing field makes sense. I, I don't see why, why that wouldn't happen. So do you think the differences now in the marketing rules, do they affect the consumer or the choice? Because it sounds like if, you're, if your dad got introduced to only one of the options kind of involuntarily um, and that person led the conversation, it might have influenced them. So I'm wondering, does that make a difference in their ability and the consumer overall? Well, ultimately, the rules are meant to protect the members, um, but those rules also keep agents in check. So as I mentioned, you know, in any sales business, there's going to be those salespeople that bend or, or break the rules. So I see a lot of the regulations that have come down the line be due to those agents who might have behaved badly. Um, one example I can give you, uh, coming from the agent side of things is AORs or agent of record changes. That's a hot button topic right now because we're seeing a trend of carriers who are moving towards not changing agents on member policies, even if the member requests that change of agent in writing. Um, I see the good and bad in that. You know, it's protecting the member from having agents kind of go after them and try to poach them. It's protecting the agent because it's protecting the renewal stream and it's keeping that member with them. But on the flip side, you do see those members out there who are orphaned by their agent. Maybe their agent left the business or is no longer in contact with them. And they want that real, you know, personal attention from an agent and they can't make that change. Um, another thing that I see is with value added services, which those are things that carriers may add to their MA plans that are not considered plan benefits. So they're usually services or discounts for things like weight loss or medical alert systems, meal delivery, things of that sort. Um, these are items that could be of huge benefit to members, but as an agent, you can't talk about them during the sales appointment because they aren't considered part of the plan benefit package. So things what? like that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me understand this. There are supplements and things that could really help people and you can't talk about the actual benefits as part of the sales process and when you're marketing the plan? That's correct. Not if they're considered those value-added services, so they aren't actually part of the plan benefit package. Um, but again, some of those things could really bring a member some value. It could save them money. It could keep them healthier. Um, it could help them with weight loss. It could help them, you know, in case of a fall. So those are things that members, you know, could and should know about, but it kind of ties the agent's hands as far as how they can present it and when they can present it to the member. And again, um, with a Medicare supplement or a Medigap plan, agents don't have to worry about any of those restrictions. Although a lot of those MedSup plans don't offer those kind of value-added services, an agent doesn't need to worry about it. They can talk about it with MedSups. Well, I, I don't know. That sounds a little fishy to me. I mean, you're not allowed to approach them the same way. They have to sign something to say that they want to think about something that they might sign. 
and you're not allowed to tell them the whole story. So you can't tell them the story. And when you finally do get to tell them the story, you can't tell them the whole story. I mean, that's crazy. Do you think this is like politically motivated or, I mean, it's hard to understand a policy that would make, make sense of that, but what, what do you think's behind that? Oh, honestly, I feel like this question is above maybe what I could answer. But um, in my opinion, I do believe that it is both. Um, you know, it's hard to ignore politics when it comes to Medicare. Uh, but one thing I've seen this year is that Medicare Advantage has come out swinging uh, with this past AEP that we just wrapped up in December. You know, we're seeing new carriers popping up and existing carriers expanding and enriching their benefits. So, uh, you know, for 2019, the Trump administration actually boosted the payments to MA carriers. So that shows a support for Medicare Advantage in my eyes. Um, and that boost also allowed the plans to grow and enrich their offerings. So in that respect, it seems like a good thing for seniors who are looking for richer or additional benefits than they would get if they were just in traditional Medicare. But I think there will always be some amount of pushback and eyes will always be on Medicare Advantage plans and how the politics play a role. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, do you think that, you know, you mentioned the current administration, um, you know, do you think that the rules are going to be uh, tightened or loosened? I know I've heard talk about getting rid of rules, but uh, what do you think's uh, the road ahead? I actually see a bit of a lightening up of the rules. And for example, they changed some rules regarding educational events this year in the 2019 guidelines where an agent can now set up one-on-one -on -one appointments and they can also provide business cards or contact information to be readily available. So in that respect, that's something that an agent couldn't do previous to this year. Also, plans are now allowed to compare their plans to other carriers' plans, provided they can back it up with supported studies or statistical data. So as I mentioned earlier, CMS releases their Medicare marketing guidelines each year, but this year they actually changed the name of that document from what they used to call the Medicare marketing guidelines to the Medicare communications and marketing guidelines. And the buzz around that seems to signify a shift and a kind of loosening up of the really strict and prescriptive guidance that they used to have. Just the fact that they added new terms or redefined the terms, you know, communications is a new term and marketing has been redefined. So marketing requires that CMS review, whereas communications does not. So just in that name change, I see a lightening or a loosening up, but I'm not optimistic that this trend will continue. Hmm. Wow. Man, that kind of hurts my head to think about all that. How do the agents and how do you keep up with all this? Like what's sort of the requirement? It, it seems like the rules you said have changed. So, I mean, what do they do? How much time does that take? Uh, that's another thing that can differentiate a Medicare supplement and a Medicare Advantage agent. So with Medicare supplements, it's generally if you're a licensed insurance agent, you get contracted with the carrier and there might be very little, even no training that an agent has to do above and beyond that. Whereas with Medicare Advantage, since it is government regulated by CMS, there is required training that agents have to go through in order to be able to offer these products. And in some cases, when an agent sees the amount of additional training that's required for Medicare Advantage, it can sort of steer them away from offering that product because it's something that an agent has to do every single year. It's not just a one-time training for Medicare Advantage, it's yearly. And we all go through it here at Advocate Health as licensed agents ourselves. We wanna make sure that we get the most up-to-date information and uh, that we are the most compliant and we train our agents to do that. 
Well, compliance is good, but it seems sort of ironic to me that you would have additional training requirements for the same people that aren't allowed to talk without permission. And when they are allowed to talk, they're not allowed to tell the whole story. That just seems funny. Yeah, it is kind of funny, but I always tell agents, you know, when they get discouraged, when they see all the rules and regulations that are in place for agents um, and they see the training that they have to go through and so they sort of feel discouraged, you know, once an agent has been working in the Medicare Advantage market, once they've done this training, um, they see how each year not a whole lot changes in the rules and regulations. So while there is a loosening up this year, it's generally a lot of the same guidelines. Um, and once you know those rules and you feel comfortable within those rules, um, to me, it, it gets easier. Well, thanks, Alyssa. So my final question today is uh, simply, you know, uh, you know, in your heart, do you think these Medicare Advantage plans really help people or not so much? Maybe that's why all these marketing rules, are they really bad? Well, the marketing rules aren't really bad. Um, again, they're there to protect the member. Ultimately, that's that's the main goal, I think, and also to keep agents in check. But I do believe that Medicare Advantage um, is a great product. I think it has so much to offer, especially for a lower income senior. Uh, when you look at uh, traditional Medicare and then the benefits that Medicare Advantage adds onto traditional Medicare that they wouldn't get if they were just on their part A and B, the money savings that it can put in their pocket, uh, the managed care that is really proactive in keeping them healthy, um, helping them with their prescription management, making sure that they're following up with their doctors and that their different doctors and specialists are communicating. Um, there is so much that goes into a Medicare Advantage plan that I think could offer value to a member. Um, and I, I would definitely consider it a very valuable option. Well, thanks, Alyssa. That is really interesting. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please send your comments to DarwinHale.com and learn more about Real Talk by Real Agents. The Medicare Advantage Real Talk by Agents for Agents was brought to you by Advocate Health Advisors. At Advocate Health Advisors, our mission is simple to help professional agents serve as trusted, informed, and proactive wellness advisors. We're setting new standards of success through industry-leading programs and innovative client initiatives focused on wellness and prevention. Our dedicated, experienced agent care team and nationwide infrastructure of local market leaders provide the tools, resources, and know-how to help you serve as the agent of the future today. For more information, please call us at 1-800-709-5513. We appreciate your time and interest in Advocate Health Advisors. Hi, I'm Darwin Hale, the author of Need to Know, a book about how to fight and win on the healthcare battlefield. One of my favorite lessons in the book is that even though our healthcare system has the best doctors and the best technology in the world, there are still 250,000 people a year who die from medical errors. It's literally a system that can cure or kill you. So if you're a veteran or helping anyone make healthcare decisions, this is a great book for you. It's available now on Amazon.com. Please click on the link below to get the book now or see what some of our readers have to say about Need to Know.